Welcome to Athens Politics Nerd. Today, I'm interviewing two candidates for school board who are running to replace Tawana Maddox after she announced that she was stepping down. Elder Johnson, a Verizon sales specialist, and Mark Evans, a professor of education at Piedmont University, are both running to become the next member of the Board of Education from District 9. I interviewed them on different days, but I'm weaving together bits from both interviews in this one episode. We'll start with Elder Johnson. Let's roll that interview starting now. Thanks for coming on the show, Elder. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I appreciate you having me on. So first, I would want to thank you and, and all the candidates for stepping up to run for this office, because this really can be a thankless job. It doesn't yeah. pay anything, and you're almost guaranteed to get a lot of blame from the community, sort of regardless of how well you do. Right. Right, right. So, so given all that, why are you running for the school board? Um, what's appealing about it to you? Um, just me being a father, uh, father first, uh, first and foremost. Uh, I got kids in the school district, and me being uh, Athenian, I've lived here all my life, and so I grew up in this school district. And I went to several different schools. I went to three elementary schools. My mother was a para pro, so I would just attend the school that she mainly uh, taught at, uh, facilitated at. Uh, I did go off to uh, Fort Valley State University. I studied mass communications. I did Everest online, uh, but I had, I had young children and I came back to Athens uh, to raise them and, and to be involved in, because I was always involved in school. And so uh, it was a new venture for me. And uh, just not necessarily seeing anything in particularly uh, wrong to where I need to step in and, and fix this huge problem. Um, but it's just, I've seen the opportunity to uh, become more involved and more hands-on in, in some of the, the decision-making and the policies and the way things are going. And maybe we could steer it in a different direction if we had a different perspective. And so I saw the opportunity and I decided to, you know, put my name in that hat. And so uh, we're going to give it a go. And we're going to see, we're going to see uh, how this works. Now on to Mark Evans. Why are you running for school board, Mark? The original uh, reason I got involved was because of the situation over at Oglethorpe Elementary School um, with the, uh, with, with the, you know, gay is okay poster. For those who don't know, Oglethorpe Elementary made national news when the assistant principal forced a child to take down a poster they had drawn that said, gay is okay. This assistant principal also compared the gay pride rainbow to a Nazi flag. Back to the interview. As a historian, as a teacher educator, and as a parent, uh, that, that whole thing uh, was way too much. And, and the response from the county was, yeah, it's a problem, but we're not going to do anything about it. Um, you know, it wasn't until 10 days later that the board actually got involved. I heard about what was going on, you know, through email from the, you know, Athens Gay Straight Alliance. And when I talked to some of the people at the board, they didn't even know what I was talking about. And I'm like, well, you, you better get on top of this quickly because you're, you're going you're gonna to want to know. And, you know, the administration seemed like it was caught flat-footed. I mean, I understand Dr. Thomas was out, but, I mean, her deputy should have been able to at least address the issues of the community other than, yeah, we understand that it's a problem, but, it, but it's, it's not a problem we're going to address. And it was like, oh, okay. 
and then I sat down and I said, well, I don't want to be a one issue candidate. Like what, what, what else is going on? Like what, what, what do I bring to the table that is going to make things better? And so I started just kind of just asking some basic questions and, and looking at, you know, my role and job at Piedmont University and looking at Athens Clark County and we're, boy, we're, we got some issues in the area of certified personnel. We have certified personnel that are leaving. Uh, I, I know a guy who teaches at Cedar Shoals who's uh, leaving the profession after a decade, just got his ed specials, right? We, we'd be one of those people that would go into that we should, that we should want to keep, that we should want in administration. But uh, he's decided that he wants to go be a streamer because he can make more money being a video game streamer and also not deal with the nuttiness that has plagued our system for the past you know, four or five years. And so he's gone. And it's like, well, how do we replace that? You know, so there's that. There, you know, then you, you look at the charter system that we belong to. I mean, we're, we're kind of a charter system in name only. I mean, yes, we have LGSTs and they're, and they're involved. But more times than not, in my experience, was when I served on the LGST for Classic, uh, Cla uh, Classic City High School, we would be ignored by the uh, central office. Or we would say, well, we need to do this, or we would need to do that. I mean, I don't know how many times, you know, we sent a, a proposal for us to do something and it just kind of sat there, you know. Now, that was also, you know, it was also the Means administration and there was uh, a, not a lot of buy-in from Dr. Means on this. And that to me is part of the problem because, you know, even though we are, we're a, a county that has these different LSGTs, we don't do anything with it. You know, it's like, I honestly don't know the difference between a school day, between what we were supposed to be doing before we were a charter system to now. I mean, I look at, I look at systems like Putnam County, for instance, Putnam County, those kids do everything. They go everywhere. As far as their history program goes, they have uh, kids that go to speak at the American Historical Association. And that's the kind of stuff that we can do. We just have to trust our teachers. We have taken away so much power from our teachers. Our teachers go through a lot of training, a lot. And they are not allowed to be the professionals that they are. Uh, we, have, we have so pigeonholed them into saying, you've got to do this, and you've got to say this, and you've got to have that. You know, and everyone's so afraid of teachers that they're going to somehow go rogue. Um, I actually heard that from a page representative that, uh, you know, that, with this new uh, Senate Bill 377 that's going through, that they were afraid of, of some rogue teacher. And I was like, well, that would be me, dude. Like, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I am going to talk about slavery. I am going to talk about, you know, Jim Crow. I am going to talk about systems that were set up because of that, because that's American history. Yeah, we, we, need, to, we need to give power back to our teachers. So I'll have to admit some ignorance. I, I don't know much about the school board myself at all or, or about our education system. Uh, I don't have kids. Um, but uh, how are we doing? Because I hear that, you know, some parents feel that, you know, our school system doesn't do a great job at educating our children. And then others will say, you know, well, we have a lot of poverty here. There's a lot of challenges that the students face in this district that they don't maybe face in other districts. So you have to get, take that into account. Um, I'm wondering where you stand on that. How are our teachers doing? Well, our, our teachers are under siege. Um, and if you're asking me about 
about my faith in them. My children go to CCSD. My children have received a first-rate education. They are uh, they are well-adjusted, well-rounded people. And for me, that's that that is the 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 true test of a school is you know what is your faculty doing? Okay, back to Elder Johnson. How is our school system doing at educating our kids? Me personally, and and thank you. That's a, that's a great question. And a lot of times when you you're on these boards and you're in these positions, you are faced with uh, tough questions, and they're very alarming questions and um, very question very very good questions that you really need to take into consideration. And uh, uh, my opinion, and everybody has an opinion, and my opinion is that uh, it's hard to try to find a happy medium when everybody feels like they're doing the best that they can. They're doing the hardest job that they have that, that that's possible. Uh, everybody's frustrated, uh, especially with the pandemic. Pandemic, You know, we have a, a sudden change into the whole school system um, that nobody has ever done before. And so uh, to be simple, uh, it's a lot of blame to go around, but to be considerate, uh, you do have to be understanding. And so you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with human beings, you're dealing with feelings and frustrations. And so you have to be considerate of all of those, those things. Um, and you have to really investigate. Uh, and, it, and it takes time and it takes patience. But every every case is different uh, when it comes to some of these concerns. Uh, and so I just feel like, you know, it takes the time and it takes a listening ear. And nobody has a quick fix to some of these, some of these things. How would you act to um, improve the quality of education or, or, or to improve just the district as a whole? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I look at it as uh, a cooperation, you know, so the district has to work. Uh, the board has to work uh, alongside uh, with the superintendent. And we're looking for one now, or we're in the process of one, or we're, we're in the interim. But we have to agree as a board, first and for foremost. We have to be able to come to some type of consensus onto what we're looking for. And we have to understand that the values and the, the qualifications that we were looking for within the first 90 days, there should be some type of show and, show and improve. We really don't have too much time and too many resources to waste. I already, in my opinion, feel like some some resources should go to other other areas. Uh, but I understand when you have a pandemic crisis, you have a, an accreditation crisis, your focus has to, you know, adjust. You have to prioritize. And so I think we have to have a listening ear. We have to listen to the parents' concerns. We have to listen to the staff members, the teachers' concerns, the bus drivers' concerns. We have to listen to these people and we have to make adjustments because these are the people that we are entrusting with our kids. Issues of discipline and restorative justice have been uh, coming up again with the firing of Principal Pendley from Clark Middle School last year. For the audience, restorative justice is a softer form of discipline that involves discussing the problem with the child, sometimes having them talk directly to the person they harmed. Uh, where the two can figure out a course of action that will make things right again, um, if possible. So I wanted to ask you um, if you are a supporter of restorative justice, or if you thought that we needed a more punitive approach to discipline. For example, should we give teachers a freer hand to actually punish disruptive students? Um, or can we uh, use both of these approaches? I tend to lean towards the idea that teachers already have a huge job as it is. Uh, uh, 
in in of itself. Uh, just you have a classroom sometimes filled with twenty something odd kids, and it, it discipline should not be the main objective. I know uh, you have outbreaks, you have kids that are out of control. I think there should be more than one in school suspension class or more than one destructive uh, type student uh, facilitation to where that could move up on the priority list as far as the learning. Some of these kids have ADHD. Some of these kids have issues at home. And so you kind of move it into some type of counseling safe session for those type of children, not necessarily to where they feel isolated, but where they feel like they have more attention put on themselves. Some of these kids are acting out. You know, I feel like you have to really identify with these kids as far as uh, trying to find the root cause of why we're having this behavioral problem before we just jump straight into, you know, chastisement. And I feel that way as, as well with the uh, staff members as well. You know, I think there should be some clarity. You have other teachers that they're frustrated with, at their pay, they're frustrated at their job conditions. And then they see staff member get terminated uh, and, and there really isn't a, you know, definite direct cause or any policy violation or there's questions about it. Uh, now they feel like their job is unsafe. So we don't want that. We want retention. We want to get a superintendent that's going to focus on retention. Switching back again to Mark Evans. Are you a supporter of restorative justice? First off, uh, uh, when we're talking about Mr. Penley, uh, you know, I, I, I completely support him and, and what he was trying to do at Clark Middle School. He has spoken uh, at, at our faculty meetings before when he talked about restorative justice and the things that he was trying to do. And, you know, it's a hard thing because when, when we think about school, we have this idea of what school was like because we all went through it. And when the reality is much different, I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, school can be tough and, you know, we've done the punitive thing for, you know, uh, 60 some odd years and it hasn't worked well, mostly because if you are an African-American student, you were going to bear the brunt of that. Um, I mean, the statistics bear it out. African-American students and Latino students are suspended and expelled at a, at a much higher rate than white students. When it comes to in-school suspension or, or, or things like that, you know, again, you're going to see predominantly uh, African-American and Latino students that are in in-school suspension. Honestly, that system hasn't worked. I mean, if it, if it worked, we would have really good graduation numbers. We would have, you know, really, we would have, you know, uh, uh, people who are like, yeah, this is, this is something else. But, and, and the reality is that it just doesn't. And part of that is that we have teachers who have these prescribed things that they have to do, and, but they're, they're not allowed to be creative with it. They're not allowed to be able to look at their standards and do something. See, it's, it starts there, right? Your, your discipline starts with your classroom teacher, right? And them having the tools and the experience and the knowledge to be able to be effective, to, be, to have their students be actively engaged is the most important thing. And, you know, and then the second part of that is, you know, actively engaged in worthwhile learning, right? You do that. If you, if a, if a kid is engaged in, in the lesson, you know, screwing up is not something that they're, that they're going to be thinking about. Why should voters vote for you? I, I know that you have an opponent in this race. You don't have to speak to 
Tim, if you, if you don't want, but um, what are you bringing to the table that you think voters will appreciate? Well, I, the, the subcontext of, of my campaign is experience and vision. I know where we have been and I know where we can go and I know how to get there and I know how to work with people so that way we can get there. You know, we have a new superintendent who's going to be starting up here. The, the search is going to be happening and, and we we need to have a board in place that is willing to work with someone and listen to fresh ideas and opinions. Um, you know, one of the things I always ask myself is like, am I wrong? You know, because it's okay to be wrong. It, it, it absolutely is okay to be wrong. And, you know, and then I look at it. I look at it from the other point of view. And if I can see where they're coming from and I'm wrong, I will be the first one to say, yep, I'm wrong. I've learned from this. And now we're going we're gonna to work together to make what's best for our kids. To me, that's the big one, right? It is that, you know, I'm a self-reflective person. I'm a person that can look into the future, engage what's happening. And I can help us make decisions that will benefit our children. Why should voters uh, vote for you? Uh, what are you bringing to the table that, that, will, that will benefit them and, and their kids? Uh, I'm sure I'm not the only parent on the board, but I would be uh, one of two fathers on the board. And uh, I just think I bring a, a different perspective, uh, a little bit of diversity. And, and I really, uh, I, I, I listen, you know, first, and then I speak second. You know, I like to take heed to, to instruction. I like, I like to look at myself as someone that li would like to know everything, but I realized that I would never know everything. And so it's just like, I'm interested in everything, everybody, you know, all cultures, you know, I want, I, fo I want to focus on inclusiveness, you know, I do want to focus on the discipline, but I, I think it's always a way to it. And I know my way is not always the right way, but however, I think I have a, a different perspective on a lot of things that I, that I could add to the table that I feel like some of the people that are unheard in our community would appreciate. I definitely wish you the best of luck in this race. And um, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, man, I appreciate you, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for watching. This was a bit of a different format than normal. So let me know what you think in the comments. If people prefer one episode for each candidate like I had been doing, I can do that too, but it would be a lot of episodes because there are so many people running in this cycle, which is great for democracy. But if this combined format works for y'all, I think I'm going to do it like this going forward. Have a great day, you guys. Bye for now.